Okay. Ready to get started? Yes. Let's do this. Hold on, I'm going to redo that again. Hold on one second. Sorry, I messed up. I can't hear anything, so I don't I don't know. <laughs> Boom. And we're back, Greg. A new week. We are back. New What's week. happening? Sorry, we, we missed last week, everyone. Sorry about that. It's my fault. Just busy, busy, busy. Not much. It's okay. We're good to go. No harm, no foul. Yep. You ready to rock another episode? Yes. Where did a rock one out? A quick one before a busy, busy week this week. Uh, yeah, Weaver Space conference. conference is coming up next weekend. So really excited about that. And... You didn't have your your cheering sound effect cued for that. Oh, damn! I, I, you know, I should have. Oh well, it's too late. Yeah, now. yeah, you got to put that deck to use. Yeah, I know, man. Do it in post. Do it in post. Yeah, there we go. Post. <laughs> so today, we're going to be talking about backups and uh, what we could do to like back up our sites, back up our project files, and stuff like that. So that uh, all the amazing work that uh, you guys do, we don't want to make sure that we don't lose any of it, right? So, uh, um, yeah, we're going to talk about backups. So it sounds good. Yeah. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? We want to talk about um, like backing up locally on your on our machines, backing up our project files and stuff like that. How about that? Yeah, I think that's a good a good place to start. You know, you have to have the foundations in place before you do other stuff. And there's definitely an important thing about backups is a test it. And B, the more you have is not necessarily a bad thing. So, you know, typically you might have one, and we'll get more into this, but you have one locally and one remote, right? So you have multiple backups in case your house burns down and, and something tragic like that, that you're still able to recover. So let's dive in. What do you use for yourself for backups? How do you back up? Uh, so obviously I use built-in time machine on my Mac. Now I have a Mac Pro. And so I have, you know, in some internal drive bays and I have one six terabyte drive that is dedicated purely to time machine backups. So, um, and that's just constantly going all the time. Um, I don't have to dip into it very often, um, hardly ever, but I do have to say that it has saved my butt a couple times, right? So um, it's been really, really good. Um, you know, yeah. So that's probably my main backup source locally. I do have, uh, I have another external, like a NAS, like a backup NAS that I, I kind of do routine just backups of important files under there. Um, so it's kind of like my long-term storage um, in a NAS. Um, and lastly, I do have an S3 directory. So everything that's at least business related. So like all my products and every, you know, past version and, and all that stuff is all backed up to S3 uh, right now. Yeah, I think um, I have something similar. I use Time Machine because it works so well with the Mac. And if you had to restore your computer, that is probably like the simplest and easiest thing to do. And I and I also have a NAS box because you know my wife has a computer and everything like that. So it's it's significantly easier to back up multiple machines to a NAS. And a NAS is uh, a NAS stands for Network Attached Storage. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you and you back up? You said to S three. 
Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of like a manual backup process right now. Right. So um, basically, uh, I, you know, I use transmit to, um, you know, constantly upload all of my stuff, um, you know, to S3. Now I, I, I have, I bought Arc like a year ago and I, you know, it can back up to S3 and it can back up to um, Amazon's other cloud service. The uh, I'm drawing a bl- glacier. Right. Um, but I haven't, I haven't jumped on that boat in terms of doing like a full blown offsite backup of all that stuff yet. Um, so yeah, for the S3 stuff, I, it's just kind of like pretty, like pretty much, well, it's not fully manual. I, my build process, whenever I do a release, um, it creates a zip file and then I, it, I just upload that to S3 with some, you know, some Ruby APIs that I had built locally and it just uploads all that stuff to S3 for me. So I have a full blown backup of every version of every stack I've ever shipped. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. Um, I use Arc back. I use Arc backup too. Um, Arc, Arc is great. Uh, the developer of Arc actually is local to to where I live, to Boston. Uh, really nice guy, really great guy. So if you're checking out his software, definitely support him. Sweet. His products, his products are are legit um, and they're very good. Yes. So that's you know that covers remote backups, right? And I actually with um I use it with Google's Google's Drive Google's Drive competitor. Um, they, they, he does. You can use Drive, but they also have a service that is like um, S3. So I actually use it with with that instead of um oh interesting what's it yeah um it's faster for restores and access and cheaper so it's a kind of a win-win sweet yeah i was gonna look into so i set up my dad with arc and he wanted offsite backups and we did arc with uh backblaze backblaze has a um like a service kind of like glacier and it's Mm -hmm. pretty darn cheap as well i forget what that's called but um yeah yeah, that, that's another. That's a good one, actually. A lot, I'm sure a lot of people will get on that. So that's not not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, and then locally, if I'm doing if I'm if I'm doing backups, I also use an app called Super Duper. Mm. I'm doing like a system backup, like a whole system clone. Mm-hmm. So you know, Mojave launches soon, so you want to do a whole system backup. Fire up Super Duper, save off an incomplete backup of your system right there right before you do the upgrade not a bad idea sweet yep good yeah yeah mojave's mm-hmm. probably coming i would assume this month i would assume uh, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. if if uh if the past has anything to do with it you know it was always like the end of end of september last week of september right mm-hmm. yep so we'll get we'll get ios 12 and mojave to drop with usually new hardware right at the same yep. time whenever the yeah, ship exactly. whenever those things Whenever those ship, they they ship the uh, the new updates at the same time. Yep. So, how about like workflows? Do you have a spe- specific workflow in terms of like like versioning project files? Like, I know a lot of Rapweaver users. What they do is, um, as they're working on a website, they'll create duplicate of a file and like you know either add a date or like you know a v- version twenty four to it or something like that, right? And um, it's their, you know, easy way of pretty much kind of like creating a fork or something like that of a project so that they can just like, you know, save a project at a particular point and then, you know, duplicate it and then continue on. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Do you have a particular workflow uh, around that way? Hmm. Interesting. So you're this is bef- this is before exporting. You're saying just the Rapweaver project. Yeah, this is just the Rapweaver project itself. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, not particularly. I, I mean, like you, you know, we do, we do stuff a little bit more technical than the average rap weaver yeah. user. So, mm-hmm. you know, I probably would create a Git fork or a, yeah. I, I create a new project, a new project in, in, in Git and yeah. start, start there. Um, you know, what? I, it's not a bad, your suggestion is not a bad starting point yeah. either. Um, you know, it, it really isn't the best. It's not proper version control, right? I mean, right. Yes, it is kind of a, a layman's version control, right? But it it fills up your hard disk. Um, it you know it creates a lot of you, you don't really unless you keep notes along with it as well. What is like version twenty two? Like I don't know. Like what what is version twenty two? And you know, so yeah, something like I think, uh, you know, doing a proper version control system is good. Um, I keep it for all my, I have all my project files in a Git repository that I sync up to GitHub, which is actually kind of like another way of doing an offsite backup, right? Of all my projects. Um, because, um, yeah, I have a, a GitHub repository that has all my project files in it. And then whenever I make any changes to it, I commit those changes um, and then push those changes up to GitHub. So that is another way that I back up my Rapweaver project files. Yeah, cool. Uh, I, w- I probably would not consider Dropbox a backup solution, would you? <sighs> I know a lot of people would. That That's a great debate. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of gave up on Dropbox for a while. I, I, I was having some sync issues with them and like in packages, like especially actually I had get some Git repos on a Dropbox and and that was just that was that was horrible. So, so, that, was, I mean, that was a mistake. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was probably not your brightest moment. No, it wasn't. Um, so yeah. Um I, I know some people that I actually still do get repos on a Dropbox, but yeah, I stopped doing that. And um yeah, ever since then I kind of just licked my wounds and I still have Dropbox for like sharing with particular people. I have shares with them, but I don't really mm-hmm. I, I stopped paying for them. Um, I still have like 60 gig with them because of all the like the referrals that I got from, you know, referring Dropbox uh, early on. Um, So and I never really needed, never even used anything close to what I what I was getting with the free 60 gigs that I got from referrals, some from referrals. Right. So, yeah, uh, I have Dropbox running, but I don't really actively use it uh, much. Um, I do use iCloud, but similar to the thing, I wouldn't consider iCloud backup. Like that is a syncing right. service, not necessarily a backup service. Right. Yeah. I think, I think because of how it handles like rap weaver projects and files like that, you could easily get conflicts. And, and as you said, it's a syncing so why, service. Why, why would they have a conflict, Greg? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> because you're editing the file in multiple locations at the same time, maybe. But, but if, no, but but if it's just a file, like what's the problem? Oh man, because because Rapweaver and macOS projects require they look for files in a certain format in a certain location with a certain syntax. So if you have a, the same file edited in multiple locations, who knows what version you get? Yes, and exactly. Add, Dropbox adds. They add, what, do, what do they do? They say they say duplicate or something like that, or or. Uh, yeah, copy, say. copy, like copy. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it can it can completely mess up your Rapweaver project file. Yeah, especially because a Rapweaver project file, people, it's not really a file. Okay, I I know in Mac it looks like a pretty file and we see it as a file, but it's not a file. Like 
It's not like it's a, a bundle. Bar. It is a bundle, which is, essentially means it's a folder. Okay. Now, uh, that folder contains certain files. It contains other folders. It contains plist files and all kinds of other stuff, right? And um, you could see that that for, let's say I create a project on on my computer A, and then on my laptop I see the project file is there, right? So I think, oh look, Dropbox synced it, right? But maybe it didn't sync everything inside of it because it is an entire directory full of folders right? And files. So that's what Greg was talking about, how, um, you know, it could be dangerous where, um, if you don't really know what you're doing, something you could edit something and it not be properly synced. And then you got a corrupt state and all that kind of jazz. So, um, I do have to say I've had really good luck with iCloud syncing right now. I, I do, I do think that, uh, Apple has finally come up with a cloud service that, uh, um, kind of works pretty well now. Um, so I think iCloud uh, Drive uh, works pretty well for me, um, for, and that's for syncing. It's not, again, I know we're talking about backups. We kind of got off on this tangent with syncing, and that was my fault. But um, it, yeah, it's a good distinction. It's a good, really good distinction to make, you know, because some people can just misuse them in different ways, right? You have to use the tools. You have to use the tools as they were designed to be used, right? Yeah. Yep. So yeah. keep that keep that in mind next time you throw your AppWeaver project on Dropbox. Just make sure you zip it up first. Um, so yeah, uh, if anyone's interested, shoot me a mail, shoot, shoot this message. If you think something like, you know, if you want to, if you're interested in like a proper version control thing, I don't know, maybe we could do a show on that. Um, what do you think, Greg? Hmm. Yeah, maybe if people, people email us, let us know. Yeah. What, yeah if you're interested in, I, it's going to be pretty technical, right? But like, yeah. Doing What's the email? Feedback at weaverradio.com. Yeah. We there actually got go. a couple of emails, uh, this week, Greg, uh, did you see that come through? We did. Yeah, maybe we, maybe we can address those uh, towards the end. Sure, that'd yeah, be great. Sweet. So, so, all right. So it. we backed up our we backed up our systems, and now how do we back up our project files? How do we? So is um, there is there a way to keep history with our project files, Joe? Uh, yes, Greg. There is inside your project files in the publishing settings. Uh, I believe it's in the publishing settings. Um, you can actually, whenever you republish all files, RapidUver will publish a full backup of your project file to your server, right? So um, that is a way, and it publishes the entire thing. Um, and it, it kind of creates like this encrypted folder name on your on your server so that, you know, not anyone can just guess the name or whatever. Um, That's not encrypted, Joe. It's random. It's a random. Yes, sorry. Very I said encrypted. It's very different. very different. Yes, very indifferent. It is not encrypted. It is a, uh, yes, it is a random, a, a folder of random strings and numbers. Um, a not easily guessable name. How about that? Um, okay. I'll give you that one. <laughs> so yeah, that whenever, and then whenever you publish it, uh, you know, it also backups the entire project when you hit publish to your server. Now, obviously that is going to lengthen your publish time, right? It's because, uh, when you click publish, RapidWeaver is going to publish the changes to your project as well as your website. So uh, again, that will, if if you're really in a bind and you may want to make sure that stuff is publishing quicker and you don't want to wait, then, um, you know, well, if you have that backup set, then that's what's going on. I actually had a user get saved by that feature. Oh, yeah. Just last week. Cool. Yeah, just last that's week. Story. Uh, their computer died and they kept no backup using any of the tools. Mm. 
that, you know, any of the tools we mentioned or any other tool. And he just happened to have that setting enabled and was able to pull down his project file and get his site back because, you know, something that comes up a lot on the forums is that Rapid Weaver has no way to import files back into Rapid Weaver and recreate a project. Yes. And that's very that. important. Yes. It's very important. People, people, uh, a lot of people think that surprisingly, and it comes up every now and then on the forums. And I think it's came up every now in the forums for years and probably will continue to. There's no way to recover your project file from an exported site. Correct. Yes. So, and then I guess on the hosting side, um, I know a lot of hosts have backups and I know a lot of hosts charge for backups. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I do not. And something that I'm very bad about advertising, and I, I just commissioned a designer for a new, new, a new design for my site. So I have to get better about communicating this. But if you publish a website and you made changes to it, and you need to, you know, accidentally delete a file, delete an image, or something like that from your computer, um, in your Chili Dog Control Panel, there's a Restore Manager that you can go back, and any backups that are available will be listed there, and you can dive into your site and browse through it, pick the file or image from the backup and restore it into your hosting account. The cool thing is you can do it with DNS settings and databases too. So you can, or mail. So if you can recover, you want to cover an email, you want to recover, say you changed, you accidentally deleted this DNS setting or made changes to the database. You can also go back onto those too. So it's a little bit like Time Machine. Um, not as not not the nice slick UI that you'll get on on your desktop and that kind of experience. But the backups that Chili, Chili Dog makes are readily available for people to browse and grab stuff off of uh, if if push comes to, to shove. You know, in that in that event that you made a big boo boo and you need to try to get back and save save some bacon. <laughs> so. Um, you know, I definitely, I definitely recommend if I don't, you know, I don't know all hosts out there, but I know a lot of them will charge a hefty premium for some of those features. So, you know, check around, do some research and make, and having that extra kind of layer of protection, you know, cause we talked about having multiple ways to do backups. Yep. So, you know, check into that, do a little research and find a solution that works for your, for your budget and your workflow. This is especially important, you know, backing up your site. If you have, um, you know, data on your server that isn't potentially in your Rapweaver project, right? So if it's a database or maybe you have, I don't know, a folder of files that, you know, um, is critical to the site that you've warehoused. Um, if you're using something like Total CMS that has actual data stores on the server, right? So it stores all the CMS data on the server. None of that is on your local machine, right? So all that stuff is actually on your web server. So you're going to want to make sure that you have all that data backed up. Um, very true. Yep. I, good point. Uh, on mine, I do weekly. Um, I think that's probably good enough for me at least. Um, how often do you recommend doing backups, Greg? That's a very good question, Joe. Very good. Um, I mean, I take daily, daily snapshots on the server. Mm-hmm. So the server is going to take it, take it every day and restore and retain. I think it retains about, I forget right now. <laughs> I just, um, I'd have to check, but that's a very good question. I guess it just really depends on how often you, you're doing and making changes, right? Mm-hmm. That's really what it boils down to. So 
I assume you're not changing your site every day, so you don't need to really take backups every day. So if you're changing your site on a once a week basis, then once a week makes sense, right? Yep. Um, I don't change my site that often, so my backups are far more infrequent for my personal stuff. So Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Any other tips for backups or anything like that that you can that you have? Uh, I just want to one little tip for Total CMS users. Um, you know, Total CMS does create backup of all the content. Um, so inside the CMS data folder, um, I keep ten versions of like every um, CMS data entry point. Uh, so every text, you know, widget, every image that's uploaded. Um, I keep the last 10 versions of everything. So if your client, you know, is updating, you know, the paragraph on their homepage, um, you know, and they update it every time they update it, I create a backup of that and I keep the last 10 versions. Um, I currently don't have a UI for actually restoring the backup. Um, hopefully in version two, I'll, I'll make the time to build that. But, um, you know, it has saved some customer skins in the past where their client changed something and they're like, oh no, I don't know what it was before. And, I need to go back to it. So um, yeah, it creates all that. And um, another thing that I know a lot of users use is uh, something like Transmit or Yummy and stuff like that, that um, basically, you know, they set up like an automator action, like, you know, once a day or, you know, once a week or whatever on a routine basis, um, they have Transmit, you know, automatically connect to their server and then download it. Transmit is an FTP app by Panic, everyone. Um, we probably recommended it a hundred times already in this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know you can use your FTP app to connect um, to the server, pull down your stuff to your local Mac at least, right? So that you have some of that data locally. Um, you know, I think that that's a good solution. Um, I think you, you should always have your host do backups, um, but you know something like that if you want to make sure you have manual backups of stuff from your server. Um, you know, apps like Transmit and Yummy and stuff like that can actually automate that uh, for you. Yes, that's a that's a good point. Um, Transmit not, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Good tip. I didn't think of that. Sweet. Because you can mount because you also mount it as a disk too, right? Yes, yes, you can. You can mount. Yeah, you can mount your your F. You know, you can FTP and have it mounted as a local disk. That's a good point. Uh, tra- that's a great feature of Transmit. I love that feature. Yes. Yes. Cool. Any other great tips, Greg? Mm, I think the only other one that I'm starting to look into and use for my personal use is a app called Resilio. You said you used it before? Yeah, I used to use it. So, you know, I have a couple guys on my team and um, I wanted to have like a team share. And mm-hmm. I, as I said earlier, I used to use Dropbox, but I kind of got off Dropbox. So I was trying to look for, uh, you know, something to have a folder where we all keep it in sync now. And yep. um, so I used Resilio for a while early, like when they first launched. And for everyone, Resilio uh, used to be uh, basically BitTorrent. It's BitTorrent's commercial. You know, they try to commercialize it and, you know, actually start making money from the BitTorrent technology and uh, something called Resilio Sync. And uh, it's kind of like an open source. It uses uh, BitTorrent. So the more servers that you have it running on and syncing, kind of like the faster the syncing is, uh, which is interesting. But uh, I do have to say early on, they th- there was some issues syncing Mac packages. So like project files and, you know, stacks and stuff like that. Um, so and I have heard they completely rewrote it. I even got emails about it, how the new version was completely redone and they fixed all those issues. 
Um, and that was, a, that was a long time ago, but at that point I was, I had already moved over to, uh, we just use transmit and S3 right now. And, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I never went back to Resilio. Um, but, uh, it, it was, I, I liked the idea of the technology and, um, if they really have improved it, which I'm sure they have, um, it's probably a great one. Well, the nice thing I like about it is a, there's an iPhone app and B it's very similar to Dropbox. So you need your file, but your files aren't stored on your machine. Dropbox stores a copy of your files on the machine. And I think Resilio will stream it down when you download it and you can. You mean Dropbox shoot. stores it on the server? Dropbox will store both, right? Yes. So if you had if you had a one gig file on your machine, it would be on your machine taking up your space on your machine. It would be on the, their server, obviously, and then other other machines you have it on is also on that machine. So it's consuming hard drive space. Yes. So you know, if you wanted to clean up your hard drive space, it makes it very difficult. Yeah. So I think I think Resilio has an option not not to do that. I'm not really sure. I haven't I haven't done it. I'm looking into it for my personal stuff, but okay. Yeah. So cool. I think so, that's all I have, sir. Yeah, that's really all I got. Want to jump into some of these emails we got this week? Yes, good point. I almost forgot. Thank you. Let me uh, me search for those. So the the first email I got was from Ryan asking about image compression, and he brought up image image alpha. Um, I looked into it, and it's definitely a good find, but the major thing is, is that it's lossy and not lossless, and we've previously recommended image optimum, an image optimum will do loss less c- compression, so the quality will be higher. And image optimum can optionally do lossy compression, which would be similar to image alpha. And you may get either similar or better better compression out of image optimum, but it is a nice find. And the cool thing for me with that, which is kind of a little geeky, is that like image optimum, it has a command line interface because I want to integrate into some into some things, but. Yep. That's, that's beside the point, but, um, good tip. Thanks for the email. Um, but just beware, just remember to compare your, you know, compare your, you know, make sure your application is okay with lossy compression and compare the quality results from image optimum to image alpha. Yep. Actually, funny enough, I just, I just went to image optimum's homepage and they have a little warning about image alpha and how, you know, exactly what you said, it creates smaller files, but it uses lossy compression. So sweet so th- thanks ryan i appreciate you uh sending that in uh that's great uh i always appreciate some feedback and some apps that you guys are using as well so um we had one more right oh and i just clicked out of it darn it <laughs> uh the next one was from oh man you left the, the hard one to pronounce for me um tapio oh man um Laconin? Sorry if I completely just butchered that last name, uh, Tapio. Um, Tapio Michael. Well, that that's in, in his signature. It says Tapio Michael. So I can do that one. Okay. So in here, he says, absolutely love your show. I was wondering, what would you think of Commander One's FTP and Finder alternative priorities? Prop, I'm sorry, alternative properties. For those who run Android phone at side, uh, a side of OS 10, Commander One's mount Android feature is tempting, but for 30 bucks, it has to offer more than that. 
I remember that uh, ta- that you talked about some FTP clients might pack extra for transfer, and I wish to play safely. So, have you ever heard of this Commander One FTP, Greg? I have not. I have not. I'm sorry. Have you? I have never heard of it as well. Uh, before this email, um, he provided a link to it, um, and yeah, I have never never heard of it. Uh, I, I do know of a lot of dual pane. Um, you know, kind of extra finders. Um, there's an add-on for a finder called Total Finder that I used for years that added tabs into Finder. And um, ever since, um, you know, Finder actually has tabs now, I don't really use Total Finder. Um, but I did, Total Finder is still around. I still know people that still use it um, and love it. Um, so that's one. And another one is um, Pathfinder. Um, that's kind of like a, a power users, uh, finder, um, as well. I used to use that one again. I don't really, I don't really use it as well, um, any longer just because, um, I don't know. I just, I'm okay with finder now. Um, I don't, I, I don't need anything extra or special, but uh total finder really was, it was cool. It had some, you know, some geeky features like, you know, you can easily show all hidden files and, and stuff like that. Some stuff that was, is not really too easy to do in finder. Um, Total Finder is pretty nice. Um, have you ever used either of those, Total Finder or Pathfinder? Definitely Total Finder. Uh, Total Finder, yes. Used that for years myself and loved it and used it until OS X added tabs just like you. I found that because it's a it required a kernel extension, I had issues in some versions for a little bit a little while, but mm-hmm. he's resolved that and moved on and um all good. So if I ever went back, definitely told the finder. Um, it's definitely really nice. It was, it was, I feel like I want to say glory days at this point, but (laughs) 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 Uh, brings back memories. (laughs) Yep. But he also, he also mentioned the need to, to sync and work with Android in there. Yeah. The Android has a Mac file transfer tool that's built into and that's they offer directly that may work for him. Yeah. And I will share it with you, Joe, and you can post in the show notes. So that may just be then, you, you know, open up the options for FTP applications. Okay, cool. Yeah, great. Um, Yeah, I, I, every now and then I have to plug my Android device into my phone and I always have to Google around. Yes, the one you just posted to me is the one that I've used. Yes. So it's, there's, there is an official Android file transfer app. Um, and that's what I've used just to get phones or files on my Android device. Um, yes. You know, either that or use something like, I'm sure there's like, you know, Dropbox or stuff like that on, you know, Android as well. So you can sync via the cloud. Um, yeah. Oh, obviously Google Drive, right? Um, my son, my son for school, all of, a lot of his school uses uh, Google Drive and Google Classroom and stuff like that. And so, yeah, he has to get, you know, Google Drive stuff. That's what they all use. So uh, that's a good alternative, especially if you're using Android. Ah, Good tip. Good tip on that one. Yep. Cool. I think that's all the emails we had. Do you have another one? Nope, that was it. Yeah, we got those two this week. So that was nice. So everyone keep those emails coming. Uh, I I like that. That's fun. Kind of, you know, answering, you know, this last one really wasn't too web related but i'm cool with that you know we're all geeks around here we all talk like yep. you know, talking about mac stuff and and whatnot so uh yeah awesome well i think that's all i have for today joe sweet greg well let's wrap up what um where can people find you on the interwebs 
I am at Barshard on Twitter and Chili Dog Hosting and Chili Dog Software.com. How about you? Boom. I am at Joe Workman everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, JoeWorkman.net. And um, this week, guys, everyone, Weaver Space Conference coming up. If you haven't registered, head over to RapWeaverConference.com. And uh, hopefully I'll see you this coming up weekend. Uh, and we're and having a show. At yes. The closing we, show. Yes. Me and Greg are closing out the conference with a special Weaver radio episode. So um, that show will be live for everyone. Even if you're not attending, uh, you'll get a nice overview of the conference. And um, yeah, that'll be fun. So yes. Uh, yes. And again, please, if you like the show, head over to iTunes and give us a review. And um, again, feedback at weaverradio.com if you have any questions or there's topics that you'd like us to talk about um and what did we talk about earlier greg oh yeah the git stuff so yeah if, if you think something like that would be interesting if you if you're interested in like real proper proper version controlling send us an email or post on the weaver space community for weaver radio and um let us know what you think and uh we'd appreciate that so thanks greg I appreciate you uh, joining up with me on the weekend and us nailing out another episode. Of course. Anytime, Joe. Sweet, guys. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Bye. See you soon, sir. Cheers. Cheers.